The Late Shift Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. If you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com slash rfsports, that's audibletrial.com slash rfsports, you get one free audio book and one month of trial service. Try us out at audibletrial.com slash rfsports. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do. That's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. And welcome everyone to another edition of The Late Shift. I'm your host, Rodney Fisher of the Real Fan Sports Network. Make sure you check us out on TuneIn Radio at RFSN. Make sure you save us as a favorite or follow us there. Or go to the website, rfsportsradio.com to follow all the sports information, news, radio, whatever you want to do, it's right there. Big night tonight. Of course, we got to talk about the big NBA stories with Carmelo Anthony opting out first and then LeBron James opting out uh, yesterday, um, prematurely, ahead of his time. He didn't have to do it to the 30th, but wanted to go ahead and get it out of the way. We'll talk about what that means. Also, get into a little World Cup action as well. And from what I understand, I don't think there's any any biting in soccer or football, as they like to call it overseas. We'll talk about that. Also, get you ready for the NBA draft, which is coming up real, real soon this week, and I give you my opinions on that as well. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Rodney Fisher NBA, and we'll start at NBA action right now. We got the news about Carmelo Anthony opting out really during the World Cup matches of the USA soccer team. It was a good way to kind of slide it on in there while everyone's watching TV to make that a uh, little. Uh, sports line at the bottom really start jumping off the off the screen for everyone. But Carmelo Anthony offside, and this is something I thought was going to happen anyway. I mean, if you're Carmelo Anthony, why would you stick around that team? You know they're they're basically uh, strapped for cash. They can't add any any good players for you next season. They want you to wait it out until they have more cash space for uh, next season, for the season after rather than 2015 season. And if you're mellow, you kind of suffer through enough. You don't want to suffer through that again, not making the playoffs last year, having to deal with some immaturity on the team with some of his uh, other players and also a coach that he really couldn't couldn't see eye to eye with. They bring in Phil Jackson, and although Phil Jackson was supposed to be the guy that could bring anybody in there, any player, any coach, he couldn't get his first option with Steve Kerr, ended up with Derek Fisher. And, and to me personally, I didn't see – Camilla Anthony wanted to play for a guy like Derek Fisher anyway. Um, I guess we're gonna. I guess that's gonna be the case because Melo's not gonna stick around. He's gonna opt out, and that doesn't mean he won't go back to New York. But I think the chances of him going back to New York are pretty slim if you consider the options on the table, which we'll talk about that as well. Now, once I saw Melo was opting out, I knew the next shooter drop was gonna be LeBron. 
you got to understand these guys were drafted together in the same class. They know each other. They played with each other before. They played on all-star teams together. They communicate between each other. This is one of those things, believe me, guys, that it's not like they don't know what the other guy's doing. They've talked about this, and they know that there's a chance for these guys to play together that they're going to take that chance if they can. So LeBron James hops out early, okay? Didn't have to do it to the 30th, wanted to get, go ahead and get it done and get it out of the way. And why did he want to get it done and get it out of the way? Because he wants all the teams in the NBA to start to squirm and fidget and move around and talk trades. Everyone's trying to get cap space and cap room and player space through trades and everything else to try to figure out can they land LeBron James. Because if you're an NBA franchise, let's face it, when are you going to have a better time to bring in a guy that can be a franchise player somebody that can really change everything and be the face for you for the next five, six years when you've got Carmelo Anthony out there and you've got LeBron James out there as well. So if you're a franchise, if you're a GM, you've got to be doing everything you can to make those moves to make something happen. Now, with the LeBron James case and opting out, no one's really talking about what has not happened in that situation. LeBron has been with that Miami Heat team when he came there, when his big decision, leaving Cleveland to join Chris Bosh, to join Dwayne Wade. They go to four straight NBA finals. These guys have built a camaraderie, a brotherhood. He looks at Dwayne Wade as one of his best friends now. Him and Chris Bosh are good friends as well. But you notice this wasn't a unified front. This wasn't a unified attack. This was LeBron opting out early while Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh have yet to make their decisions. Now, by the time you guys download this and hear this, they could have already made their decision to opt out, but they haven't at this time. That tells me that LeBron is really trying to put a lot of pressure on the Miami Heat organization and mainly Pat Riley to figure out what they need to do differently. And I don't know about you guys, but if you watched the NBA Finals, you saw how LeBron had to do so much with that team and still get blown out, why would you want to go back to that kind of team again? Why would you want to go back to a coach that could not figure out any kind of offensive plays to run when they needed one, couldn't make any of the right adjustments? You, you, you put all these other players on the team that, let's face it, no other team really wanted, but they had some talent, and you still couldn't get it done against a team like the Spurs. Tim Duncan decides he wants to come back, and as soon as Tim Duncan says, hey, I'm coming back, what does LeBron James do? He opts out because he's got better options on the table. Now, if, you, if you're a betting man, you can bet on him leaving, but there's probably a 51% chance of him standing in Miami. But I would think he doesn't want to come back with that same Miami team that he had uh, in the finals. I mean, if you look at Dwayne Wade, he's not the same guy. He's not the explosive guy that he had in 2011 in 2012, and he definitely wasn't like that uh, in 2014 when they faced the Spurs for a second time. Chris Bosh, I thought, had a good series, although he just gets quiet at times. Instead of him demanding the ball, instead of him wanting to go get the ball, he kind of falls into the shadows, and for a guy his size or his skill level, he shouldn't be in the shadows on any team. I think they should run a lot more offensive plays for Chris Bosh and make him a bigger part of the offense, but Again, it's a coaching thing, and like I said before, 
I'm not a big fan of Spolster as a coach. But that's neither here nor there. That's happened, and now teams are squirming around the NBA trying to figure out who and how and, and what's going to happen here. You know, the one of the more interesting things that I see, and I'm looking at teams that really can try to get both of these guys if possible. I mean, could you imagine it just it just kind of just, just close your eyes and think real hard, squeeze them real tight, and imagine the Los Angeles Lakers with Kobe Bryant, Camilo Anthony, LeBron James. I mean, seriously. I mean, the, the, the Lakers are already trying to pursue maybe or at least talking about possibly a trade of, the number seven pick along with Steve Nash to get his contract out the books so they can make room to bring in Carmelo and bring in LeBron at the same time. You got even the Los Angeles Clippers thinking about doing the same thing if they can move DeAndre Jordan and all the other players that they have and bring in Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, Blake Griffin, and Chris Paul. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's, it's kind of like a video game right now. Oh, oh, even more like a pickup game inside the wreck. You know, you got LeBron James on the sidelines, you got Carmelo Anthony on the sidelines, and now you got to make a decision, hey, can I get both of these guys on my team? Can I pick them both, or do I have to pick one? And, you know, of course you'd rather have LeBron on your team, but if you can get both of these guys, man, I mean, there's a lot going on. This, to me, this week right here and what's going to happen on July 1st when free agency officially starts is probably more exciting than what the regular season was especially when you're looking at the teams in the East. You know, a lot of people are thinking that LeBron and also Camilla will want to stay in the East. Of course, they got Chicago as a, a big destination for Camilla Anthony. And if you're Camilla, if you're not going to play with LeBron, that's going to be your best option. If you can get in there with you, uh, Todd Gibson, if you can make him stay, but get him to stay and also get Joe Kim Noah, Derrick Rose returns. I mean, you, to me, that's a better big three than LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Boss right now. They're younger. Uh, if you get a healthy D-Rose back, he can return back to his MVP form, maybe not next season, but maybe the season after. And you got a long time to really get that team as a good team. And we know how the fans of Chicago are. You know, they support them. He'll be in the East. He'll be an automatic contender. Won't have to play in the West until the finals. And I think that would be a great option for Melo or any any Anyone looking to go to a team that's right there on the edge of doing something. You look at LeBron and his options, and, you know, LeBron is 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 chasing the ring. And people think, like, well, they don't want to take a hit on his uh, on his legacy by going to a different team, or, or he don't want to be viewed as a villain again. LeBron is chasing championship rings. I think he's gotten over the fact that people are going to always hate whatever you do. The man is, has matured. He's not a big spender kind of guy. He's not a big flashy lifestyle kind of guy. He just wants to win championships. That's what he wants his legacy to be. But if you want to win championships, if you know this Heat team that you assembled has run its course and you can't do it with them again after getting blown out by the Spurs, the Spurs are coming back next year with all their players, you're going to want to join forces with a team that really has a legitimate shot of challenging these guys. And what better way to be challenged than going over to the West and playing or playing with a different team there in the East or trying to find a way that you and Melo can get back together or going back to Cleveland? If you can make that work, you know, Cleveland's got the number one pick. That's an easy way to make some room happen, whether you do a trade or whatever the case may be. You can trade the young waiters, other things 
of that nature. But you can bring back LeBron. He has a $27 million house in Akron that, let's face it, you can't sell a $27 million house in Akron. Uh, so I think he's going to return eventually. But we don't know if he's going to return now or not. But if he is, this will be a great time to do it with Kyrie Irving and all the young players that they have. I'm just really excited about what's about to happen, especially me being here in Dallas and being a Mavericks fan. And the Mavericks are right now in position to get a lot better. Even though they took the Spurs to seven games, the only team to really challenge the Spurs in the playoffs, they've got a chance to get a lot better because all the free agents that are going to be available, all the teams are going to be clearing out cap space to try to run at LeBron and Carmelo. And Melo already saying that Dallas is one of those destinations. That could be a good plus for the Dallas Mavericks. And trust me, guys, if anyone comes to Dallas, be looking out for some good interviews, okay? So from a, a professional standpoint, I would love to see him come to Dallas. But from a fan standpoint, why not let these guys play together? Why not really find out if they can make it work, if LeBron can can really be that type of individual, do something that no other player has done, and kind of combine some of these all-star type of caliber teams. Now, the Houston Rockets are beginning a lot of talk about what they can do to kind of get Carmelo in, and now they're going to make a push for LeBron by trading uh, ASIC and also maybe not bringing back Chandler Parsons. But I just want to say this about the Rockets. You know, I covered them a lot this season. At times, they have such a level of immaturity with Dwight Howard and with James Harden. It's going to take a guy to come in there and really be a leader. I'm not a big fan of Coach McHale. I know he's a Hall of Famer, a great player, but I'm just not a big fan of his coaching style and what he's doing with these guys. Although several NBA players like what he can do. Of course, the Kim Olajuwon, who has worked with LeBron in the past on his post-up moves, has worked with Melo, some of the other players. He could be a huge asset in terms of trying to get these guys to come to Houston. And let's face it, with them in Houston, it will be a really good fit and a really good way to go. So my prediction what's about to happen here if Bosch and D-Wade don't opt out. And by the way, D-Wade, if I'm you, man, Get the money. You've been there for the longest. Get your money. Stay in Miami. You kind of brought this thing together. I, I have no problem with that at all. And I think, of course, him and LeBron being so, such close friends, they want harboring their feelings towards each other one way or the other. If I'm LeBron, I'm looking at every option on the table. I'm trying to find out which way I can make the best team happen. Who has, who has a better coaching staff? Who can I, who can I get to come play? I think he wants to be coached. He's never had a strong coach, and there are only a few good coaches out there in the NBA currently, so who knows what can happen. And don't don't sleep on the Lakers. I'm telling you right now, don't sleep on what the Lakers can do by bringing those guys together or even New York if they can make their work as well too. So a lot left to happen on that front. Let's talk about the World Cup real fast before we go. Now, <laughs> One of the strangest stories I've ever seen this year in sports has to happen today with Luis uh, Suarez of Uruguay and him biting one of the Italian players. Um, now, I didn't know this about Suarez, but apparently he's got a nickname called the Cannibal uh, because he's bitten people before. I think this is his third incident of biting someone on the pitch, as they say. Uh, this guy here, I mean, you can't allow people to bite people on the shoulder. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just, it's hilarious, but at the same time, man, it's just such a lack of respect for the game. I can't imagine any player, any sport, 
being known for biting and biting someone on the biggest stage, uh, a, a biggest stage every four years. It's like it's like um, a, a star athlete or, or LeBron or Kobe biting somebody in the Olympics. It just it don't make any sense. You know, it's been so many strange things in sports, but biting somebody, come on. Anyway, uh, Italy is getting pushed out of the World Cup. Their coach quits. And then, of course, on Thursday, the United States has a chance to advance to the elimination round with the game against Germany. And all they have to do is tie. So, and, and I've never in my sports career as a fan or as a professional rooted for a tie in my life. <laughs> But now I'll take a tie. And if you're in Germany and you know all you have to do is tie to advance, do you kind of work something out? Like, uh, look here, let's just have a good game. Let's pass the ball around. Let's be a little competitive. But, hey, we can end in a tie. You know, a tie's not going to hurt anybody. <laughs> a tie's going to be fine. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see that game as well, too. And then, of course, on Thursday, the NBA draft, which you guys can find my mock draft on rfsportsradio.com. And I've got to change it again because of the news of Isaiah Austin, the local kid here from the North Texas area, not being able to play his dreams, of course, of being in the NBA, uh, take a huge blow once he finds out he has a uh, degenerative d- disease uh, that's going to keep him from playing any kind of professional basketball. Uh, my heart goes out for him and his family as well. Won't get a chance to play. He played at Baylor, had a great season at Baylor, but will not get a chance to make it. Uh, to the NBA, uh, but you also got the injury to Embiid, the fractured foot. Uh, apparently this foot is going to be able to heal uh, without a problem, but at the same time, who do you take number one? I've said it all along that Andre Wiggins is the best player in this draft, um, and, and, and I thought for a while that he couldn't go to Cleveland because I didn't know how him and Kyrie Irving would make that dynamic kind of fit because we saw the, the turmoil between Kyrie Irving and Deion Waiters. But, you know, as everyone grows up, they get better. And Andre Wiggins, you can't pass up up on him on number one, especially with the injury to Embiid. He has a fractured foot, has a bad back. And I would take Wiggins over Parker right now. I think Parker's a great player, be a great pro. But I think Wiggins has got that that some type of intangible something that makes him going to have some kind of star quality as well. So, that's my take on the relationship, guys. A lot of other stuff going on, some baseball news going on. There's, there's all kind of uh, football getting ready to crank up, so make sure you guys tune in for my next podcast on Thursday night, which will be recapping the NBA draft. So for myself, Friday Fisher, the whole relationship staff on the podcast, download us on iTunes, and follow me on Twitter, at RF Sports Radio or at Rodney Fisher NBA. Until next time, see you guys on the late shift. Calling All Sports Fans is only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do, that's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. 
The Late Shift Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. If you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com slash rfsports, that's audibletrial.com slash rfsports, you get one free audio book and one month of trial service. Try us out at audibletrial.com slash rfsports.